On today's episode, I'll talk about the new Mavic Mini, a sub 250 gram flying camera that I know a lot of you are eyeing right now. Let me try to put that in perspective for you. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful Patreon supporters who support this podcast with a dollar or two per episode. And I'd like to welcome three new supporters to our growing Patreon community, Rob, Bill and Andy. Thanks, guys. You rock. This is Tips from the Top Floor 884 for October the 31st, 2019. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Hey, hello, welcome, it's Chris Marquardt, you're listening to Tips from the Top Floor. Um, let's see, I have a couple of things I want to talk about, including a new drone that dgi just announced um before we do that just a quick update on on uh, one thing i mentioned at the end of last episode and that's regarding sponsorships on this show and i i i'm putting this right at the top of the show because i think it's really important um because what i had feared will now actually come to pass the uh, advertising sales company who i'm working with and who are, who are selling ads for my show they are changing a few things that um, I can't really support, or rather that I don't want to support. And th- don't get me wrong, they've been wonderful for the last years. But uh, if I stay with them, this would change the show in ways that I don't think would benefit it, don't, don't like them, and uh, in ways that I do not want to impose on you, the, the audience. I, I mean, and one example, it would, for example, mean things like automated ad insertions. Like I, I would deliver an episode and they would put ads in. And among other things, I fear that I, I've, that I would not have enough control over those ads that uh, that you would get exposed to. And even though this is a podcast, this is not a morning radio show. And why I do this is not the money. That's kind of important. Uh, first and foremost, I want to educate. I want to entertain. And uh, if money is what follows, then that's cool. But money is never the goal. Money is a result. And I feel I do have a responsibility to this to this show. This has been out there since 2005, after all. That's 14 years. Um, and I have a responsibility to every one of you. And uh, I mean, there, there are reasons you're listening, after all, right? And that's, that might be one of them. And that's why I've decided to not work with that company anymore. Um, because it would take this show, I feel would take it down a path that I don't think would be good for it. And I mean, I've had similar experiences in the past and they've, they've never really been good for the show. And, and that means that after the end of this year, everything around advertising on tips from the top floor will change one way or the other. And yeah, as a result, one thing that will result from that is a loss of income for me, which Again, I'm willing to take that hit if, if I can keep my independence. This is an independent podcast. And uh, if if you look out in the podcast landscape, there's not that many indies out there. Um, so I pride myself of that. And if I can keep full control over this show, um, then that's what I think I need to do. And I still don't really know where this will go. Uh, in an ideal world, I would probably, well, I would find a partner that I'm better aligned with and I would probably 
find a similar model that I have with uh, Happy Shooting, which with my German podcast, uh, where we have two long-term sponsors who have uh, supported the show for years, each of them for years, and it's uh, it's a really good relationship with both of them. Uh, and in the end, it's a it's a kind of a triple win situation for like the partners get their products in front of my audience. Um, those products are relevant to the audience. Uh, the audience gets benefits from from it too, and uh, as a result, I can pay the bills. So <laughs> that th- th- that kind of a long term partner or two long term partners that might be a solution. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the, the one of the German sponsors is uh, is similar to what BNH Photo does. They have a lot of um, photo accessories. So this is really uh, an interesting partnership for everyone involved. So yeah, BNH Photo that would be that would be one of my dream partners. But I do not, I do not, I didn't talk to them. I, uh, I, I'd have to find at least one partner like that to make this work. Or if you have any co- contacts in that respect, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate a pointer from you or an introduction. I'm very open to, uh, to making these kind of changes right now. Anyway, back to the show um yeah i i <laughs> i don't do a lot of product reviews on this show uh, but there's one product that ticks all those boxes for me which uh, which which makes me talk about it and this is and this is by the way this is not a paid review i haven't even received a product to test uh, it's just something that i'm uh, personally uh interested in as a photographer and as a nerd and uh, that is the DJI Mavic Mini, which is a new drone from DJI. It's just been announced. It's all over the blogs and YouTube. And uh, they do a really good job at giving the YouTubers <laughs> a test a test sample and uh, having them use it. So uh, I want to tackle the, the one big question here. Do I need one? Is it any good? And maybe will it replace my Mavic Air? which is uh, the one I fly right now. That's kind of the three big questions. Do I need one? Is it any good? Will it replace the Mavic Air? And uh, I have two reasons that I want to talk about this on this show. Well, first, again, uh, this is my personal interest. Um, and uh, several of you have asked for my opinion because it's a flying camera after all. And um, yeah, second, I have to admit, I do feel this twitch in my... In my shopping finger, the the one that goes clickety-click, you know, the alien click-finger syndrome, as a friend of mine called it, the ACS. And I kind of think it might be a good idea to talk myself out of it. You know, the, the, the good old I want this versus the I need this debate. So let me dissect this, right? Uh, DJI Mavic Mini. Um, as far as I know, and I have again, I haven't had my fingers on it. I've just watched a bunch of reviews and uh, read on ab- uh, about it. Um, I've, as far as I know, it replaces the DJI Spark, and uh, then the next one up in the chain is the Mavic Air, which is the which is a drone I currently fly. So, the biggest reason I think this drone is interesting is because it's lightweight that's one of the big big advance uh, the big big advancements they brought down the weight uh, quite a bit and in many places the the magic weight of two, there's a, there's this 250 gram magic weight limit from 
from when you have to like register a drone or uh, in case of uh, the Germany, which we, again, everyone has different rules, but in case of Germany, uh, that's the limit from when you have to label it with your name and address. Uh, and then there's future EU-wide regulations that want to unify this. Um, there will definitely be kind of a need to register drones here. Um, might be a year or two out till it's, it's, it's everywhere, but that is, that is clearly coming. There's no way around that. So... Uh, having one that you don't have to register might be beneficial for some. Uh, so different rules apply when a drone is 250 grams or heavier. And this one, the Mavic Mini, is 249 grams. Which, uh, I mean, kudos. That's a technical feat. That is, uh, th that is a dramatic change in weight. And it's, again, over this magic limit. And that includes the battery. That can keep the thing in the air for like twenty-five or thirty minutes. So, uh, yeah, they have they have <laughs> they have a leg up here for sure. Um, so right now, two hundred forty-nine grams means you can get, you can get started flying a drone without too much baggage, without too much red tape, and that might be a deciding factor for uh, some of you. All right, let's take a quick break for this week's sponsors. Yeah, we do still have sponsors until the end of the year. And uh, I want to say a quick thank you to Acuity. Meet the scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity is there to automatically send confirmations, deliver text reminders, and process payments. Never ask what time works for you again, because with Acuity, clients can quickly view your real-time availability, self-book their own appointments, and reschedule with a click. Then Acuity will automatically update the calendars you already use, like Google Outlook, iCloud, or Office 365, keeping your entire life in sync. All you need to do is show up at the right time. Acuity even asks clients to fill out intake forms when scheduling and keeps all of their information neat and tidy in one place. With the ability to manage multiple locations and employees, class bookings, private sessions, add-on sales and recurring subscriptions, Acuity can adapt to any business. Save yourself from the day-to-day -day drudgery of keeping up with your clients and your busy schedule with Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free no credit card required just go to acuityscheduling.com slash top floor that's a-c-u-i-t-y scheduling.com slash top floor for 45 days free this episode is also supported by a masterclass. Masterclass lets you learn from the best with exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft. I mean, you can, for example, learn how to do climbing photography with Jimmy Chin or even learn cooking from Wolfgang Puck. With over 60 different instructors across tons of categories, there is literally something for everyone. The Masterclass app is accessible on your phone, web or Apple TV and each class is broken out into individual video lessons and downloadable materials, which you can explore at your own pace so yeah I, i've been deliberately choosing classes that are kind of outside my usual area of expertise because you know because they they will fill in areas for me that i didn't think would be interesting or or helpful but you know it, it, then stuff starts to happen for example here is carlos santana talking about attitude on stage and how that will translate into into that connection with the audience and a better performance and you know, for me, that translates so much into photography when it comes to working with clients or or even when it comes to standing in front of a workshop class. There's so much to learn from all these masters and I 
just love it. So I highly recommend you check it out, get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as listeners, you get 15% off the annual all access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash top floor. That's masterclass.com slash top floor for 15% off masterclass. So back to the discussion around the 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 light drone, the Mavic Mini. Now, yeah, two forty nine grams um, takes some in some areas of this world takes some red tape out. It's easier to transport, of course, but it will not allow you to be a dick. As far as I can tell, pretty much all the same rules apply when it comes to flying, like over groups of people or flying with a specific distance range from an airport or flying close close to important infrastructure. Uh, as an example, here in Germany, you aren't allowed to fly closer than 100 meters uh, next to highways or power plants or power lines and things. Um, and you can't even fly over those with a drone, no matter how high. So those rules will probably still apply for the most part, uh, even for drones that weigh less than 250 grams. And uh, if I look at the upcoming European regulations, yeah, that... 250 grams will not really buy you that much. Um, again, at this point, I think it's clear. Make sure you check your local regulations for those details. Um, but honestly, at least for Germany, again, the weight doesn't really change a lot. The only thing that really goes away here under the magic 250 grams limit is that you won't have to label it. Like right now, you have to put your name and address on it with a fireproof tag, um, which has <laughs> generated its whole own market of people with laser cutters and stuff making these little aluminum labels that you stick on the drone um, but that's all you still have to insure it you'll still have to follow the same rules that you have to follow with a drone that weighs a pound um, yeah and in the future uh, that again we'll have to watch the regulations because they will change that's uh, almost a given uh, so yeah from a regulations point of view for me, getting the Mavic Mini wouldn't make a lot of sense or change much. So that that's uh, that's point one in talking myself out of buying the Mini. Yeah, I don't really need one. <laughs> but of course, you know, this is a photo podcast, so let's look at the photo and video quality because that is kind of a number one concern. And uh, from what I've seen, that, that what comes out of this drone is, is fairly decent looking, right? Uh from a photo point of view, it makes it takes twenty. Uh, twenty, no, wish it takes twelve megapixel photos. But again, I think that's kind of the perfect size for this tiny sensor. Um, much more, and you'll you'll probably running into noise problems. Uh, you can do manual exposure with it, um, which is good. <laughs> it's helpful. I don't think you have uh, picture styles, though. I don't think that's in there. You kind of got to take what it gives you. And it doesn't shoot raw. <sighs> no raw. Well, that, for me, kind of would be point two in talking myself out of it. Uh, I'm not sure even if it has a histogram in its software. So at least I haven't seen any in the, in the reviews so far. If you know, if you have one, if you uh, can check that for me, let me know. Anyway, um, the price is good. That is, that's a pro, a clear pro. I think it starts at $400. $400! So, um, I wonder what the other drone manufacturers are are thinking right now, because that, that's a blow. 
because drones are more expensive. So yeah, that, that puts it in reach of many who have like like a techie toy budget or uh, I don't know. Um, not that I have earmarked 400 euros right now because that's the same in euros. Uh, I need <laughs> I need more sponsors for that. But you know, chances are that if I really set my mind to, I could get one. But yeah, um, on the photo side, the Mavic Air that I currently fly is clearly better because that one shoots raw, has full manual controls, has a histogram. Um, it's pretty much exactly what I need or what I want, what helps me. Uh, so yeah, but from, from the photo side, the Mavic Mini, yeah, this is okay. Um, not perfect, but okay. But let's look at video because uh, that's one of the things that these drones are mostly used for. And uh, the Mini doesn't shoot 4K video like the Air does, so that's another point. Um, it shoots 2.7K resolution. Um, that's not the super crisp 4K, but honestly, it's still pretty good. Especially as most of today's video is out there is still 1080p. And that is can be very, very crisp. And uh, you can certainly do really crisp 1080p with the Mini because if you shoot at 2.7K and scale it down, that's what you get. And I'd be, for most applications, really happy with that. So the resolution is definitely enough for, I don't know, 99% of all applications. I would even dare to go so far and say that for the odd area shot in your professional production, that video, that video quality would be plenty good. And I say that especially after I found one thing, found out one thing about it, and that's when it comes to exposure control. Because initially, um, it I I only heard that it has its shortcomings. It shoots video in full auto exposure, so there's no shutter speed controls, which is kind of a no-no for professional productions, right? Uh, because, you know, it, if you move and the exposure changes all the time, that just, no, 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 no. Um, but you do get one thing that that uh, helps, and that's exposure compensation. So if you're flying over, I don't know, of a, a dark forest, which <laughs> I think there's plenty of shots from trees of trees from above, um, then your auto exposure will be too bright. It's just a given. So you have to exposure compensate. And uh, what is even more important, you can lock the exposure. You can compensate and lock. So uh, depending on your kind of production, you can get the exposure that you want in camera if you're careful. And it will not fluctuate throughout a shot. And that's that's the minimum requirement. So that's at least something. Now, the one thing... Uh, I'm not sure about, and uh, this might be a big negative, is that you cannot put ND filters on it. Or not yet. Let's say not yet. Because for the Mavic Air, I have a set of ND filters, and those are those are necessary. Those are important if you shoot video, because what happens if you are in bright sunlight um, and you're shooting, I don't know, at 30 frames per second, and each of those individual frames gets an exposure of, I don't know, a thousandth of a second, that will lead to a stuttery-looking video. What you need is a shutter speed that... We're talking about a 180-degree shutter. That comes. That's a term from the film days. But 
uh, pretty much if you uh, shoot at 30 frames per second, you will need to shoot at about a 60th of a second individual shutter speed for individual frames to make this, to make the motion blur and everything look smooth, to not make it look stuttery. That's one of the secrets of smooth video. When you have this, this dolly-like uh, constant steady motion through the air. Um, so with the Mavic Air that I sh that I use, I would just remove a ring, or screw off a ring from the lens, and then screw on an ND filter, and everything's good. And it brings down the shutter speed, and it makes it does exactly what it's what it's supposed to do. The Mini has a camera enclosure. Uh, this is a, the little three-axis gimbal. It's cool, cool little uh, piece of technology. Um, and the Mini has that camera enclosure where the camera ring is behind a window. The ring around the lens is behind a little window. And I'm not sure how you would attach an ND filter in this context. And that might be a deal breaker for me, honestly, because smooth video is is king. That's what these things are good at. And if you turn this into a stuttery mess, that is not good. Unless the aftermarket comes up with a solution that works. And that doesn't add more than 0.9 grams to the drone because then it would be 250 grams <laughs> this wouldn't work uh, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if the law enforcement officers have precise scales on it uh, one thing you see on the on the Mavic Mini is a big it's 249 grams is printed on it in big letters because they will probably they will have envisioned the situation where someone goes, this drone is not allowed to fly. And you go, look here, it says 249 grams on the drone itself. So it must be true. So maybe that's enough too. Even if you are if you, if you add an ND filter thing on top of it uh, that brings it over the 250 gram, that might be enough to convince someone that, yeah, it's only 249. So again, it's another point against the Mavic Mini. The ND filter situation is a biggie for me. So let me... Let me uh, sum up um, the pros and the cons. First, the pros. It's lightweight, and it might simplify a few regulatory things. Um, but yeah, you have to look up what that really would do for you. It's at, its weight will also make it a bit easier to travel with. Again, it's 249 grams, as opposed to the Mavic Mini, which has 430 grams, but not a big deal for me. Um it has a three-axis gimbal, which again the the Mavic Spark, uh, the, 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 the DJI Mavic Spark. Is it Mavic Spark? Was it Spark? DJI Spark? Doesn't matter. The Spark that it replaces only had a two-axis gimbal, and that was its biggest shortcoming for me. So, if you want to really shoot smooth video, for me, the three-axis gimbal is essential. Um, it has a crazy battery life of almost thirty minutes. Some some reviewers did a test in in winter. In the winter landscape, and they flew for 25 minutes in the cold. Um, in summer, I think you probably will get 30 minutes on one battery, which is long. And uh, its price is extremely competitive. I'm really worried about the drone industry because DJI is, uh, yeah, it's coming out with uh, such competitive stuff. Now, here's what I don't really like about it right now. Um, the first thing is it doesn't have real manual control for shooting video. So you have to work around it with the exposure compensation, the locking. Uh, it doesn't take raw photos. Um, yeah, again, if you expose right from the start, then you might get around some issues there. But raw just makes things a bit easier, especially with a camera that 
is far away and you don't have direct control over. It doesn't take any long uh, lo- log type low contrast video, right? Uh, which is something that the Mavic Air does has a cine like mode which is a, a very low contrast mode and that allows you to work with uh, LUTs later on um, it's not the fastest drone others are much faster so if you want to shoot in more windy situations it, there's a chance that the drone might not be able to uh, to keep up uh, and again I'm not sure how if and how it will be possible to ad- attach an ND filter so there's that so, I think for now that kind of seals it for me. There's no Mavic Mini for me at this point. The Mavic Air is still far superior in most respects. And uh, it's not that much bigger and heavier to carry around. On the other hand, if you're new to this whole drone thing and you want to get your feet wet, the Mini looks like a really good deal and a really good starting uh, offer. Now, there's one thing that I uh, I want to remind you of, though, and that might be the thing that will talk you out of it. Um, if you don't really have a good need for a drone, or if you don't have a use for the footage, like I don't know, if you if you don't put regular videos out on YouTube, Casey Neistat style, then there's a very good chance that after the first few weeks, your new toy will sit on the shelf collecting dust i've seen that plenty of times and while it's a way cool toy and it's a lot of fun to fly around with a drone even i don't really have as much use for the aerial footage as i thought i would have And that was it for this week. Thanks again to this week's sponsors, Acuity and Masterclass. And of course, again, a huge big thank you to all of you who chip in a dollar or more per episode on Patreon. You're the best. Here's the list of supporters. Jeremy Kirbin, Jeffrey Block, Alex Grosso, Daniel Hertrich, Ken Davidson, Marco Binder, Matt Armstead, Peter Morrow, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Eran Pinasov, Stu Silberman, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Andy, Anthony, Bill Batten, Chad Lake, Clark, Chandra, Dave Smith, David Recht, N. Kyung, Francesco Scaglioni, Greg Anastasi, Holger Krupp, James Trimble, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Just Me, AMR, Ken Birian, Kyle Nishioka, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Peter M. Spradling, Rob Duba, Rob Jemmet, Robert Goschko, Ryan Gilio, Steven Sandler, Thomas Nielsen, Trevor Palmer, and Woody. You guys are awesome. And um, yeah, thanks all so much now more than ever. You are amazing. If anyone else wants to get their name on this list, it's easy. Join the wonderful group of Patreon supporters at tfttf.com slash Patreon. Thank you so much. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Silent Partner, and HP Gagerud. Publishing and Slack challenges by Release Pixie Matt, Ravster, Armstead, Slack Invitations by Chief Invitation Officer, CIO Rusty Russ, and the link to get on the Slack is in the show notes. It's tfttf.com slash yslack. My name is Chris Margaret. You'll find me on social media at Chris M A R Q U A R D T. 
Now go out and take amazing photos, share them with the world, be nice to each other, support your local podcaster, and happy shooting. <laughs> <laughs>